episode 11 of our podcast. I'm Alex, one half of The Sober Experiment. And I'm Lisa, the other half of The Sober Experiment. Today we're talking to Siobhan, also known as Not So Secretly Sober on Instagram. I first met Siobhan at a Be Sober Manchester meetup and I have been dying to get her on our podcast. So here she is. So Siobhan, um, welcome to our podcast. You are obviously quite well you're not that much younger than us but I'm gonna know you are you could quite a lot younger than us <laughs> um what we'd like to get to the bottom of here really is for younger people because it's all well and good we're different we've got children we've got families we've done a longer drinking career but what brought you to sobriety at such a young age because you're 29 is that right just I am I turned 29 on Sunday Tell us about it. Tell us what brought you here and what your journey's been like. So for me, um, I basically um, went to university, um, did that usual, usual university thing, like binge drinking. I think from the age of like 17 when I was allowed to go into pubs, um, that's what I did really. I, I always binge drank because I was never allowed alcohol when I was sort of like younger so when I had it I was going through when I turned 17 I was going for a lot at home and I um was finally allowed all this freedom um and basically just abused it <laughs> um and abused alcohol and I think because I was going through so much at the time it was um it was a nice way to not be me and to sort of like do something different and like really integrate myself into friendship groups which before I was quite excluded from because I wasn't um, I was had quite a strict upbringing um basically this might be sort of too much information but I was fostered from when I was nine and my foster carers were um were quite strict like in a really loving nurturing way um but then they got divorced when I was sort of 17 and it was quite a sort of like traumatic divorce. Um, so that was the first time I felt like connected to the people my age was when I was going out and doing what they were doing. Um, then I went to university and that sort of behavior, it was, it, I was sort of doing drinking like three or four times a week, but binge drinking, blacking out from like literally from when I started drinking. Um, and then um, my foster dad passed away when I was at the end of university oh. and again it was something that I used to um to sort of like numb myself like get out there like not stop it sort of like affecting my social life um and then I moved to Milton Keynes where I didn't know anybody um and I started working in recruitment so recruitment's all like lads 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 like everyone going out every weekend earning good money um, I went to like places like Vegas, Ibiza, like proper party girl. Um, and I remember when I lived in Milton Keynes, at one point I turned around to my friend, like, because my hangovers were savage, like paralyzing, in bed all day, vomiting, like wouldn't make any plans on the weekend because I knew I'd be hungover. I'd still feel rubbish by like Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I was like, yes, we can go out again. Um, and I remember saying to my friends when I lived in Milton Keynes, I remember looking at her and just being like, I just want to be a sober vegan. Like, I'm sick of feeling like this. Um, anyway, moved to Manchester. Didn't know anybody in Manchester. But um, I, like, the nightlife here is, like, mental. Like, loads of, like, really big nights with DJs and stuff that I liked. Um, gigs, like, used to go to gigs. Again, spent loads of money. Didn't remember any of it. And I 
I think as well, Manchester is a city where people go to university and then they stay here and live here. So you meet people from all different walks walks of life, whereas in Milton Keynes, it's people that have just sort of lived there their whole lives. So I started meeting people that didn't really drink that much or had been sober. And I met someone that was sober through AA. And she had been to, to a couple of parties I'd been to and still had like an amazing time. And so I was really intrigued about sort of what she was doing. And I spoke to her and she said about club soda. Um, So I looked at them and at the time I was really into like minimalism. Um, And so I was following loads of like minimalist YouTubers and stuff um, because I'm a geek. And, um, (laughs) And they didn't drink because it was a waste of money. And like the whole point of minimalism is saving money that you can on stuff that like is actually going to benefit your life. Mm. Um, so I read Russell Brand's book Recovery, and yeah. I read that about about how much I was consuming and like my relationship with food. That's why I picked it up. And basically, in that book, it it dissects the twelve steps. He relates it to everything that. Um, to everything so it could be like gambling addiction phone addiction everything so he breaks it down so you can relate it to to different things and at the end of each step he asks a series of questions right and i was answering them about alcohol and that's not why i bought the book i didn't yeah. think it was an issue really um so the seed was sort of planted there and one of the questions in it was what's stopping you from stopping this and my answer was what people would think like I wrote it down I was answering the questions in a book and then I just sort of looked at myself and I was like Siobhan you spend your whole life telling people not to give a fuck about what other people think yeah and here you are stopping yourself from trying something that you think is going to really benefit you. Like what, if you can't live by like your, your main mantra, then what are you sort of doing? Um, and then I read Kath Gray's book, um, cause the people had spoke about it on club soda and I could just really, really relate to all of it. And in that book, she's younger. Like a lot of the other literature around alcohol is written by people that are sort of my, like maybe in their late 30s 40s and again like have kids and stuff like that um but I found it really relatable and then I had this was in like November that I read that book and then I was like right I'm gonna do an alcohol for a year starting from the first of January of 2019 and um it got to my birthday which was on the 15th of December and I made people come from all around the country to go to a Disney bottomless brunch um they paid 40 quid for their ticket they paid for their costumes and um I don't remember leaving the first venue and I actually got us kicked out of the venue for being an obnoxious person (laughs) um and yeah so I woke up the next morning obviously I couldn't remember it because I blacked out and I said to my sister I was like um how was yesterday she was just like it wasn't ideal and I was like oh my god what have I done so I woke up and I was like right that's it I'm starting it now I'm starting my alcohol for a year now and then I think I went to Dublin in January and so I'd been sober for like under a month 
And yeah. I remember someone saying to me, like, how are you finding it? Because I, I made myself accountable. I announced it on my Instagram because I was worried what people would think. So I just thought, like, well, you like put it out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, on your Facebook. But I did, like, this whole New Year's thing, and it was about the things I wanted to change that year. So it wasn't just alcohol, but it was sort of saying it. Um, and one of my friend that I went to Dublin with was like, how are you, how are you finding it? Well, how are you thinking about it? And I went, I, I'm never going to drink again. I was like, I love it. It's the best thing I've ever done like straight away no so so yeah that's me <laughs> so how, how did Siobhan become not so secretly sober tell us a little bit about that journey because we followed you on Instagram later first and obviously when I, I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. as, as you are and I started to follow you and you know your videos I've seen a few of them you're just amazing you are and I think <laughs> we both think you're amazing you've got you've already got a really big following so Tell us about that. How did that even come about? So, Not So Secretly came about because I uh, initially, like, it's, it's really ironic that the reason that I didn't want to drink was because I was worried what people would think of me and, and stuff like that. But, like, I just couldn't stop talking about it. And yeah. I, I was just, I just, I felt like I was in on a secret that nobody else knew. And I just had to tell everyone about it. And I was like, if I keep putting stuff on my personal Instagram, all my friends are going to be like, <laughs> you're a nut job. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Um, so I, that's why I made Not So Secretly Sober. And part of it was as well, because I wanted people to know that all the worries that they have around sobriety or drinking less um, are literally just in your head. And that there's there's loads of people that are there and that can help you and just yeah and as well I really enjoy like writing obviously I'm a massive show off um, so <laughs> and you should be you should be <laughs> so it's just a way for me to sort of like reach out to people and it's been um, I've I've loved it it this year lots of stuff's happened so I haven't been able to pay as much attention to it as I like but I really really enjoy it I really enjoy writing and I like when people message me and ask for help I'm like how privileged am I that people like like feel that they can message me and ask like how how do you do this how have you found this I think it's just amazing Siobhan and like you were saying before it's like being in a secret club isn't it I found that and honestly, I can really relate to what you were saying about your friends, you know, with on your social media, like <laughs> my friends must have thought I was, in fact, they probably deleted me. I've got a completely different <laughs> social media presence now than I had at the beginning. And I remember having to write on my Facebook, look, I've created this page because it's for all my sober stuff because I can't stop talking about it because I just love it so much. And if you don't want to follow it, that's fine you know because I've just yeah. wanted to talk about it all the time is it like are we ridiculous <laughs> no I think it's I think it like pe people just need to know about it and that's why it was like not so secretly because I do not want it to be a secret that I'm sober I want everyone to know about it I want everyone to know how good it is you still go out though don't you you still do the whole club scene the pub scene you you're not missing out yeah at all so when I was in I think it was like April I went to a drum and bass night I was out till four in the morning dancing I the front, love that like <laughs> literally like had the best night and um it just made me realize like music is like what like gives me a buzz like it was the music that kept me there till four in the morning 
it wasn't like booze or, or whatever. Um, I still go to loads of gigs, like live music. Like I love boys with guitars. Um, God, so um, do I. <laughs> I can't say it, but so do I. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I still go on nights out, but I pick my nights out so it has to be a decent crowd or a decent venue like I'm just not going out every weekend um and when I go out when it gets a bit rubbish I go home um like you say no now then yeah I say if if there's a night or a party or something I'm just like nah like or if it's going to be somewhere that like I wouldn't choose to go I'll be like no but if it's someone that I care about and they want me to be there I'll go but in like in the unexpected joy of being sober she says nothing good happens after midnight I think she says and it's so true like you look around you see everyone like the spark goes from their eyes <laughs> I know exactly like, what you mean it does and just like see you later guys I don't even notice that you're gone but you've been there you've had a good time and then you wake up in your own bed without your makeup on and it's just amazing and Tell you don't cancel plans oh. the next day. Sorry. I'll, I'll stop. You don't cancel plans <laughs> the next day. No, that is a benefit, actually. You get a full weekend, don't you? Yeah. What was I? I forgot now what I was going to say because I rudely interrupted you, like I said I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've remembered. So tell me about your friends, because we came to your birthday party, which was well good, by the way. Oh, thank you. And we're going to talk about that um, a little bit more in a minute, because I want you to read something out that you did at your birthday. Mm -hmm. But you had some friends there. So your friends are still drinking, going out. Have they been supportive of you? My friends have been amazing and um I I hope that I'm not in the minority there but I sometimes think that I am when I hear other people's experiences um so I'm really really privileged um I think though part of that comes from and I know that when I've said this to other sober people they relate I was the instigator like when I go on nights out now and even if I have a soft drink, I drink it faster than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. But if you think, like, that's what I was doing with alcohol. And um, again, like I mentioned Dublin. When I went to Dublin, me and the girls, we went to the Guinness, um, the factory thing that they had there. And um, so the, we went, the girls, we had lunch. Um, the girls had a drink. We went to the Guinness thing they had a drink then we had like an evening meal and they were like oh I'm not gonna have a drink now like I drank enough and I was just sat there like even as a sober person I was like what do you mean you're not gonna have another drink <laughs> <laughs> because once I started I couldn't stop so that that then like in January I was like oh my god like that was it was me that was making everyone drink it was me that was out up for every night out it was me that would be sat in my pajamas on a Friday and be like oh come on we're going out um so I think they're all a bit relieved to be honest that they don't have that um, <laughs> that pressure but they've all been amazing um that I, one of my friends got me a necklace with my um soberversary on uh, like they one of my the, my friends came up from Milton Keynes to come to my event um all my family have been really supportive and I think as well 
they're so supportive and happy because I am. Yeah. I think if they could see that I was yeah. struggling with it and that I wasn't happy doing it, then they they wouldn't. And as well, I'm really fortunate that I am I still have like the confidence to go out. I know that a lot of people rely on alcohol as like a social like lubricant, and I didn't. So, and I think as, when I look now at what I said about the spark going from people's eyes, it dulled my personality. Yeah. And and uh, to be honest, I think they part of them preferred me when I was drinking because I'd like shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, I'm I'm really lucky about my friends. I know that some people do struggle with that. Um, but yeah. I'm wondering now though if people do struggle if it's because they haven't made the effort to go out or not made the effort but maybe they've not felt mm -hmm. as comfortable with going out really early on because I know that when I stopped drinking I stayed in for weeks mm -hmm. like just to avoid going out because I didn't know what else to do and I kind of saw it as an experiment about what do I do if I'm not going out drinking mm -hmm. so I kind of looking back actively avoided people and I bet thinking about it they kind of thought I was avoiding them I, so I wonder if that's where the divide kind of happened. I think they can associate I think people can because in sobriety you do change and it's yeah. it's for the, for the for the best in my personal experience it's been the best but I think if you're changing something that somebody thinks is going to be like a bit of a comment on them or what they do in their spare time and then you like completely like disassociate yourself from the activities that you do with it um then they're going to associate that with your sobriety they're going to think oh she's sober she doesn't come out anymore she doesn't want to do this whereas I went sober on the 17th of December and in, me and my sister always go on a big pub crawl on Christmas Eve I still went but I just went home like I said when everyone started to be yeah like, and as New Year's Eve I went out and I went to that night ultimate power that we're gonna go to oh yeah yeah and that was like my that was New Year's Eve and it was amazing obviously I'm a show off um so I just sat there with like an inflatable microphone all night like singing my heart <laughs> out um so, but everyone was doing it and people and I I live like this parallel life now where I see how the night or the day would be if I was drinking yeah so I spent that night thinking if I was drinking I would be at the bar and I'd be like oh I love this song I'm missing it or I'd be like why have you just built my drink whereas I just had like the freedom to enjoy the whole thing yeah so I think I had good experiences when I was newly sober I've been very similar to you I mean obviously because of my family circumstances I probably wasn't going out as much as you were anyway at that point when I gave up but yeah, I just went straight out and carried on with it I'm quite a social butterfly like that I like to just get stuck in I don't really want my life to change too much mm. Simon Chapel, we were speaking to him he interviewed us and he was saying that people like you we didn't say you obviously but, but <laughs> got, who've got that mindset where it is just going to be this is my choice this is what I want to do and this mm. is my mindset you're going to be more successful aren't you because you're not you've not got fear of missing out you've not got FOMO yeah I got the biggest FOMO I've had this year 
and I think Lisa will be able to tell you, was when I was in Mexico and the happy, I was in Mexico, right? Aww. Like having the most amazing time. But it was when Fern Cotton's Happy Place Festival was there and Kath Gray and Russell Brand were there. And I'm like, now you said this FOMO, it's triggered me. I'm like, that was going to be amazing. <laughs> You're in Mexico with FOMO. <laughs> but the FOMO is about a sober festival. Like, how amazing is that? Isn't that that is pretty out? amazing, actually, when you look at it like that. Because you know what? I did really feel, for, even though you was in Mexico living it up <laughs> and having an amazing time. I wouldn't I, have felt for that. God! <laughs> you know, I knew that, especially, like, with Cathay and Russell Brand, that that was something that you'd have really, really enjoyed. But she's doing another one, Siobhan, so we'll... We'll have we'll to go, go there. No Mexico. No Mexico. No, no Mexico. Don't book any holidays until <laughs> yeah. the dates are out. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Can you tell us, um, in terms of like the benefits that you found as a young person um, giving up alcohol, me, me and Lisa both say we, if we could change anything about going sober, we'd have done it 10 years ago. And so you're like there, really. You're our 10 years ago. Give us your benefits from your perspective, the things you might have been able to do sober that you would have missed out on. Tell us about that. So the thing that I always say that I um, resent alcohol for the most is the time that it stole off me. Mm. Um, and that wasn't just sat drinking in pubs. That was like my hangovers and stuff. So um, for me, it's getting all that time back being able to see like three different people in a day um sobriety as well for me gives me an excuse to literally do anything because i'll be like oh well i'm sober i can do this <laughs> <laughs> so um so it's, it's always like the best excuse to like treat myself or turn down plans that i want to do or say yes to things that i do want to do um when we were talking about Mexico, um, one of the reasons I wanted to go was because I wanted to go to Coco Bongo. I don't know if you've like heard of it, but it's like a massive like nightclub. And even as a sober person, I was like, right, we're going to Coco Bongo because um, it's, it's what I enjoy. I do enjoy like nights out of music. And then when we were there, um, we they it was like the last week that you could go swimming with whale sharks. Mm. And I said my friend I was like we're not going to go to Coco Bongo I was like let's spend the extra like 60 quid each and swim with whale sharks and so we did that that was amazing um, on holiday as well you literally couldn't get me out of the sea I was just snorkeling all day it was like the most amazing thing whereas if I was drinking I'd have been just day drinking all day yeah. and then I probably passed out and not made it to, to sea um, I would like to say money but like I said, like I've, I'm this year, if, if I wasn't drinking, I don't think I'd achieve this, but I managed to sell my flat in Milton Keynes and buy a house here. Um, so I've used a, a lot of money on that, but I've also, like I said, like I've been to Mexico and stuff like that. So I don't have any extra savings, but yeah. I have experiences that I remember. Um, and as well, this is something that I don't think is really sp spoken about enough in the sober world. Um, is how I feel about my body through being sober. Um, so I'm like, I'm like a size 18, like curvy. Um, and I used, I just wasn't like 
it was just a thing that I had to deal with basically my body um whereas now I see it and as well like when you think about like the what I did to it with hangovers and stuff it was awful like I made it vomit like every weekend like all day made it starve and now um it's I see it as this like amazing thing that can take me on walks and let me go swimming and scuba diving and and that can like yeah I just I feel so much better about just myself thanks to sobriety oh that's lovely I really love that Don't I do it's really really oh, nice to hear that I always think that actually about my body like if somebody put me into my old hungover body I swear to god I think I'd, I'd, I'd think I would die in yeah I want my body from 10 years ago, if I'm honest. <laughs> I remember when, when I did used to go out all the time, I'd go into work where I used to work and tell them about my hangovers. And they'd be like, mate, I do not know how you do it. Like, how can you think that is worth it? So. I, I was exactly the same. Um, Siobhan, sorry. <laughs> Alex, you really distracted me then doing that. I can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to quickly go back to your birthday, Siobhan, because you yes. made something at your birthday and it actually made me fully cry. Like, oh, like I really did. Real... I was watching her. She's in the car. Yeah, because I, I am a lot more emotional now I'm sober. I won't lie. I'm a lot happier when I'm happy and I'm a lot sadder when I'm sad. This yeah, is I'm finding. But what you'd done, you'd done a letter to yourself. Yeah. Could you just tell us about that, please? I'll read it out for us because I just think it yeah. will really, really help other people. Do you want me to read out the whole thing? Or yes, is it just please. the letter? Yeah, read it out. Yeah. Okay. So this was um, basically at my event, me and Lucy Spragan, who's also sober, she kindly offered to speak there. Um, and so I just wanted to sort of acknowledge how hard, I think the hardest part about sobriety is deciding to do it. Um, so th that's, that's why I wrote the, the piece that I did. Um, so the, this is it. <clears throat> this time last year was a very different picture. And it was the end of one chapter of my life and the beginning of a new, challenging, exciting and absolutely life-changing one. A year ago today, I insisted that my friends and my family travel from far and wide to attend a Disney bottomless brunch with me. The tickets cost £40, people had paid for their amazing costumes as well as their travel and I didn't remember leaving the first venue. After being sober curious for a couple of months and having already decided on a year alcohol-free challenge, I started almost two weeks early, having decided enough is enough. I've been thinking about how scared I was when I first started this journey and how worried I was about what other people would think. Would they think I was boring? Would they think I was different? Would people not want to hang out with me? I've written a little letter from the me today to the me them. Siobhan, I want to let you know that although you're scared, everything is going to be okay. Right now you feel like your new path is going to isolate you when in fact you'll become closer than you ever have to all of your friends and family. You're going to treat them how they deserve to be treated and they are going to offer you endless support in return. You're going to make new friendships, life-changing friendships and be happier than you ever have. 
you're going to climb mountains, have big nights out and start enjoying being alone and being still. You're going to have more time than you ever ever had, have had and feel like there still aren't enough hours in the day. You're going to say yes. Yes to long walks, yes to running, yes to swimming with whale sharks and yes to pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. You're also going to say no. No to mediocre nights out, no to hanging out with people that don't deserve your time and no to boys. I mean, who has time? You're going to go through some really shit times, but I promise you that you have all the tools that you need to cope with them, not just a bottle. Most importantly, you're going to learn that you're okay. You're a nice person and that you deserve so much more than hangovers in an overdraft. Your body is amazing and does lots for you and your mind can do anything you set your mind to. Trust me. Ta-da! It's just That's beautiful. beautiful. Thank you. It really is. Um, you know what? I'm, I want to be your mum for a minute. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you want to know as your mum. You guys are all my mums. Honestly, I think you guys are all so like, nurturing and amazing. You can Aww. both be my mum. You know what, Siobhan, where, honestly, like, when I look at you and when I listen to things like this, I do feel a weird, like, well, I don't know whether it's weird or not, but, like, a sense <laughs> of pride. Like, I really, really admire what you've done at the age that you've done it, and it's just mm -hmm. such a joy to watch. I love watching your Instagram. I love spending time with you when we go to our Be Sober events. I just think, you're really, really inspirational and you should be so, so proud of yourself. Oh, yeah. thank you. I hope you guys are too. You're amazing. Honestly, I think your podcast is amazing and I love you both so much. Oh, I'm just so glad we've got you on it. <laughs> we're having a big love fest now, are you? <laughs> I know, it's a good job we're not near each other because we're not very good at hugs and stuff oh, like awful. that. Yeah. Uh, before we finish... What, what's what's uh, for the future now? What's next for you, Siobhan, in terms of your account, in terms of your profile, in terms of you as a person? What's next? So, New Year's resolution is to do more videos um, yes. because I love doing them. Even though I never edited a video before, never made one, and I hated my face. And editing it took me about five hours, and then I was like, actually, my face is all right. <laughs> so um, more videos, um, because I have my own place now, so I can like allocate time to do it. Um, more content, um, just like in general. Um, and potentially a podcast as well. Yes! Um, so yeah, and as well, although I think it was really bad timing for my event, because obviously I'm going through so much at the minute, I was honestly so worried about it, but I loved every minute of it, and um, I feel like everyone else did too, <laughs> so um, I'd, I'd like to be able to do something like that, um, and I think what you guys are doing is amazing with the tour that you're doing. Um, and that, that anyone is welcome like even if they're not sober and they're just sober curious um so I'd, I'd like to do more stuff with sober curious stuff that really inspired me when I saw it this morning and I think it's really important you should both be very proud of yourselves 
Oh, thank you, Siobhan. And you know what? I can't wait to see what um, what you do next. I'm really looking forward to it because, like I said before, and I keep saying it, you are such an inspiration, and I think people really look up to you. And if, and if you can do it, it's just, I think, going out, going to the clubs, listening to the music, dancing, your confidence, just all of that is just really inspiring. So thank you. Oh, thank and you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Lovely talking to you. No, thanks for having me.